This episode of the Bills Up Pod is brought to you by Roster Up Media. Roster Up Media is the home to tangible insights and fantasy sports. Follow us at rosterupmedia.com or on all social media platforms. Ooh, 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 ooh. We are back at the Bills Up Pod. This is Andy Mack. I don't even know how to start these pods anymore, man. We're just so focused. Focused on the playoffs. This isn't like the preseason, like, hey, welcome to the Bills Up Pod. We're looking forward to this and this. We're just in the middle of it. I don't even really have much written down right now, but this is my first pod after the Pats game. So I'm just coming on here and to say everything I want to say. There's just so much to talk about right now. I can't, I've never intaked, if that's even the right word, I've never consumed. This much of Bills media and knowledge between these last two weeks. Pre-Pats game, post-Pats game, now we're in the pre-Chiefs game. All I'm looking at is just Bills, Bills updates, Bills news. And I'm just so locked in. This is the game of the year. This is the revenge tour for the people. I'm going to talk about so many different things right now in this pod. I'm just going to start ranting on different things. I'm talking about game facts from the last game. Just quick overviews on what we saw from that perfect performance and how I saw it live for the first time in Buffalo. I'll tell you how my trip went up in Buffalo. Great time. Can't wait to go back. And how we're moving on to the Kansas City game, the revenge tour, the picture of Diggs, looking at the AFC Championship. It's been my Twitter background for this entire season. And why people are saying that we may have just reached our limit by beating the Patriots and why I think that's absolute BS. Why you think we're not going to come out with that same attack, exact attitude against this Chiefs team is just something that we're going to have to talk about as well. Talk about some guys who just had great games. Talk about some guys in this Chiefs game who are going to have to go and play their best game ever. And starting with number 17, why he has to win this game. So talk about all that stuff. But first, before we get into anything Bills related, big shout out to Roster Up Media. Roster Up Media, he's been we've been given everything. We've been given everything all year long insight. We've been given up over route to reach over double digits in team pods. And we're just looking to build this thing every year and every year out. Next season we'll build even more team pods and we're just gonna keep building this brand to the best of our ability. We're having fun doing it. We're uh, meeting a lot of new people, which is great. But if you're looking for your fantasy insight, if you're looking for a specific team insight, Roster Up Media is the place to be. So come on, check it out. If you have a buddy or if you want to take over a team, maybe you're listening to this and you're a Chargers fan or if you're a Chiefs fan, how dare you? But if you're a Chiefs fan, hey, we don't have a Chiefs pod. If you want to get on here, create your own pod. You think it's fun? I never thought I'd be able to do this, but hey, it's easy. It's fun. Just hop on your computer, talk about some stuff you like to talk about anyway to your friends, and then you just put it out on the internet. It's fine. Maybe run a little Twitter poll on the side. I love tweeting from my Twitter at the Bills Up Pod. Uh, The more and more followers, the more fun it is, the more conversations, the more polls. It's been great. It's been a great year. I'm thankful for Roster Media to letting me do the Bills Up Pod and letting me speak for this Bills fan base. So let's rewind to Saturday. Let's run out the Saturday morning and talk about my trip up to Buffalo. So Saturday morning, I leave Rockland County, New York at 6 a.m. We get up into Hamburg, um, Buffalo, 
about noon, we meet up with my buddy. Um, we talk bills. And we have to pick up one of our other buddies who flew over from Boston. Yes, he was a Patriots fan. He showed up. So for those of you who don't know, we, me and my high school friends, we have a common shared best friend that's on the bills i don't know if i've mentioned it before don't won't say who but bear you if you follow me you probably know by now but uh we went to go visit him up there we thought this would be a perfect weekend to go visit go catch a game ended up getting great tickets for us as well which is just the family the family section was awesome got to sit next to some great people um so we got up there around noon in uh in hamburg buffalo right outside the stadium right near orchard park went to there hung out a little bit Talked to Little Bills football, went to pick up our buddy who flew over, and then we got over to our Airbnb, which was right next to the Buff State campus, which was a great Airbnb spot. Um, it was better than we even thought it was going to be. Good location, about 25 minutes from the stadium. So we got there at about – we went back over there about 3 o'clock and just got ready for war. We knew it was about to be 4 degrees outside. It was about to be negative 5 wind chill. We were planning on getting over to the stadium about 4.30, start tailgating with the Bills Mafia. So for about an hour and a half, we're, we're eating, we're drinking a little bit, and we're just preparing for war. This is the most clothes I've ever worn in my life going to this game. If you'd like to know what I had to wear, it was it was ridiculous from layers on layers on layers on layers from long johns to two pairs of long johns to two pairs of shorts to two pairs of sweats to two pairs of pants and then snow pants on top and then on top i had under armor t-shirt under armor long sleeve thin sweatshirt thick sweatshirt snow jacket and then of course my red dick jersey on top which we've been five and oh since i've been wearing snow hat ski mask hand warmers snow goggles it was it, it was it was crazy, but I could tell you that I was not cold for one second in that stadium or in that tailgate. So I'm very happy with how I dressed because some people, if you underdress, it would have been a terrible. Actually, I don't know. It probably wouldn't have been a terrible experience. I don't know how you walk into that stadium and leave unless you're a Patriots fan. But even if you were cold, the adrenaline, the touchdowns, the atmosphere, I don't think it was possible to be cold in that type of atmosphere. The place was actually electric. Got in there, got in my seats at about 745, which was awesome. Uh, 14 rows off the field, great view, got to see the intros, got to see the place go dark. I'll put up a couple of pictures on my Instagram, on my Twitter, Bill's Up, I'll show a couple of pictures from my weekend, which was great. And then we got off right away. We got first drive right away. I was in the opposite corner, so that first drive, it looked like a throwaway from Josh. And I was like, all right, good play, smart. And then the place erupted. I was like, oh, man, touchdown Dawson Knox, just an absolute perfect drive, capped off by a couple of great QB runs. Good throw to Diggs on first down to start the game. I believe the game plan was to throw to Diggs on that first play and then just kind of think, all right, the Bills are going to try to feed Diggs this game. And then we were just spreading the love. And boom, Dawson Knox. Boom, Cole Beasley. Boom, Emmanuel Sanders. Boom, Gabe Davis. Singletary. We were spreading the love, and that's why this offense is so hard to destroy and so hard to defend. It's so many weapons. As I was yelling the whole time in the stadium, he goes, who's next? How many weapons can we have? Isaiah McKenzie's out there creating plays. So that first drive was great. Then Pats come down. They get the third and 14 conversion, third and 10 conversion. Brandon Bolden drop was right in front of me, which was great. And then Mac throws a good ball over the top and 
boom, that is the best safety interception, safety play I've seen in my life, I believe. The amount of ground that Micah Hyde covered, second team All-Pro Micah Hyde covered, how he caught it, how he stayed in the end zone, it's one of the best plays I've seen from a secondary in my life. And still, again, on the opposite side of the field, the whole same team and realized that he called it. Like, all right, wow, great play by Micah, incomplete. And they go, oh, my God, he's running down the field with the ball after a celebration. Interception, Bills get the ball back, drive right back down. Dawson knocks number two from a bullet from Josh. And then it just goes on and on from that from there. The just onslaught, the party. I was asking for a party in the third, and we ended up getting a party in the second. It was just unbelievable. The 30-point margin of victory in that game, 47-17, was their second largest ever in a postseason game behind, obviously, the 51-3 blowout of the Raiders in the AFC Championship game in 1990. That's what I was looking for. I was like, why can't we, can we just get a freaking blowout and a party? And that's what it was. We were partying it up in the second quarter. Um, Josh Allen completed 21-25 passes for 308 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. Third time in NFL season, postseason, a player had five TDs, no interceptions. Other players to do that are Peyton Manning and Kurt Warner. Pretty good company. My friend Shane Kennedy, who went up with us, told me that there's a stack going around where if you have more touchdowns and incompletions, it's called a Dawson. Didn't know that. Learn something new every day. It's kind of good. Um, but just just wrapping up that Patriots game, it's our division. It's our East. That that was the final straw with the Patriots. They got to go back to the drawing board and how you can ever go into a season looking at. And this is a shot at all AFC East, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots. It stinks that you're going to have to now go into every season and look at whatever you got playing quarterback and then look at our quarterback because you just can't go. That's what I was saying before the Patriots game. How are the Patriots players going into that locker room, looking at their quarterback and going through their head like, all right, this guy's going to go win us this playoff game. And then Bill's players going looking at 17 and be like, that guy's going to win us the playoff. Like how you can look at the two quarterbacks across the field and you just know right away which guy's going to get you the win. And now we're going to run into some competition, though, in the AFC East Divisional Playoff against Magic Mahomes, because that guy's legit as well. This is as big as a game. Obviously, this is Josh's going to be biggest game of his career. I think with a victory this Sunday night, this is the big win that gets number 17 in the conversation for best quarterback in the league. He's not in that conversation right now, and that's fair. He's only won, He's only been to the AFC Championship once, lost, lost to Mahomes, a guy who's already has a ring and been to the uh, Super Bowl twice. You don't get in the conversation of being best quarterback in a league unless you win this game. You win this game, you are in conversation for best quarterback in the league right now, which he's been playing like. The thing is with this game, if both teams play their perfect game, the Bills win. The Bills' defense is better. They play their perfect defense versus them playing their perfect defense. We win this game. I believe we have more weapons on offense. I believe the Mahomes, the Mahomes Kelsey, Hill is their three-man go-to. I know Hardman's been playing a little bit better. I know Pringle's been playing a little better. But I believe with the rushing ability of Josh, Diggs being a all-round receiver, and the emergence of Dawson Knox at least gets Knox to a closer level to Kelsey. Diggs and Hill, I guess you could put on the same right now. I know Hill is more of a big play threat, but Diggs will get you more catches. 
Josh and Mahomes are back and forth right now, and I believe Josh gets the upper hand with his rushing ability. And then you go to the run game. There's no reason why you can't say our run game is better than their run game. What do they have right now? They don't have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, so they're going to have Darrell Williams and Gore and Jarek McKinnon. Singletary's been playing like a top 10 running back in the league of the last six weeks. And combined with Josh's running ability, you can't say that we're not a better running team. Offensive line, I'm sure they right now statistically probably have been a better offensive line, but we haven't went up a sack in three games. We're playing to the best of the league right now as well. You put a perfect game for both these teams, the Bills win this game. It's going to come down to turnovers. It's going to come down to creating turnovers. And is there any more? Is there a safety duo that you trust going into this game against Patrick Mahomes than Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde? I don't. I, I have complete trust in them that they're going to get this job done. And it's going to be. It's going to be tough with Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace out there without Tre'Davious. And you know, in our game against Week Five against the Chiefs, where we won, we had Tre'Davious. We also didn't have Matt Milano, and Matt Milano is a huge part of this defense. But no, Tre'Davious is going to hurt. Man, I miss that guy. I miss him so much. But Dane Jackson's been holding it down. Levi, I feel like they're just getting like so much help from these safeties, and we really haven't been playing. We haven't played a good quarterback in a while, and this is going to be a real test on them. They're going to test us. They're a hundred percent going to test our corners on like medium routes, and they're trying. They're going to try not to go deep against our safety. So we have to be ready for that. I really don't know. I put this poll on Twitter. Are we going to go more zone or more man? The Pros and cons with both of them are, man, you could stay. Milano could do a good job of staying with Kelsey as much. Um, you'll have two safeties over the top who can read Mahomes when you're playing, man, as well. And but the cons, you're going to let up a big play. You could let up a big play to Tyree Kill. You could let up a Kelsey against Milano. I think zone coverage is our better tactic to go with. But that's going to have to rely on our pass rush getting there quick. Because if you stay in zone this whole time, these these Chiefs receivers are legit. And Kelsey's legit. We went zone last year, and Kelsey had 10 receptions in the first half. Like, you give Mahomes too much time in a zone, he's going to pick you apart. So it really relies on this pass rush who got there a decent amount in the first game. So I'm very interested to see what Leslie Frazier is going to dial up and a little more man, a little more zone. I'll try and find out. Um, but I really, I'm very interested to see. I don't know which one I'd go with. But a couple other things with this game. Um, it was a team's fourth playoff meeting since January 1994 when the Chiefs beat us last year, 38-24. to Scores a lot more than um, – Scores a lot more than that game was. That game was close. In week five, Josh this year had three touchdowns and Rush had four touchdowns against this Chiefs team. This team is going to have a hard time guarding him just as much as we're going to have a hard time guarding Mahomes. But it's just – it's going to be a dogfight, and it's going to be the primetime game, and I think for sure whoever wins this game is going to the Super Bowl. I think whoever wins this game is going to beat the winner of Tennessee or Cincinnati. Well, of course, we're all going to root for Cincinnati on Saturday. We're huge Cincinnati fans because if Cincinnati wins and we beat Kansas City, we have a home conference championship game. So I'm not going to look ahead, but I would like our odds in that game, home against Cincinnati. (sighs) Guys, 
who are going to need to play their best game ever. Number one. This guy just popped in my head right away. Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse is going to be going against an all-pro defensive tackle, Chris Jones, who did not play in our Week 5 game. This guy's a menace. He really disrupted our playoff game last year. So Mitch Morse has got his hands full. Let's get it done, Mitch. Number two on the offense. We all know Josh. We all know Diggs. Those guys are going to give us their best games. I'm saying just X factors, guys who have big games for us. Number two, Dawson Knox. Can Dawson keep up the hot streak? I believe he can. If he can put up Kelsey numbers, this offense is gonna be there. This offense will outdo this as outduel this Patrick Mahomes offense. Dawson Knox has been a problem. He has been a problem. Those two touchdown catches were legit tough catches. The first one, toe tapping in the back of the end zone, looked like the Niners to catch. The second one, catching a bullet in tight coverage in zero degree weather for a touchdown, like the rise of Dawson Knox, man. This guy jacking me up. I love it. He's got to be big. He's got to be a big factor in this game. We can't have any big drops or anything like that. And third is just going to have to be all the other receivers, honestly. I think Singletary is going to bring a Singletary is going to run hard. Offensive line, Mitch Morse definitely has the most pressure on him. Just we can't have Josh running for his life out there. And I think a lot of the Chiefs' pressure is going to come interior rather than the outside. So Mitch Morse is going to have a big play. And then just those other receivers, we're going to need to get something from everyone. We're going to need a big Gabe Davis touchdown, being a big body. We're going to need Beasley and McKenzie just being threats in the slot. We're going to need Singletary to be a receiving back as well as a running back, and we're going to need Josh to use his legs. Josh using his legs is so hard to guard. We saw it against New England. It's such a momentum for this offense as well. Him running over someone, him breaking someone's ankles, it gets the offense juice flowing and keeps the defense on their heels. But we're also going to need a big, big play. I want a big, deep ball play, like a Sanders touchdown from last week or that digs deep ball. I want one of those early. Defensively is where we're really focusing on because we shut down their offense, this game's over. We shut down that Chiefs offense, this game is ours for the taking. Porter's going to come out to play. Michael's going to come out to play. We need big, big games from our cornerbacks. If we're playing man, they need a D up. So set cornerbacks, big games, and we need Milano to play the game of his life. We need Milano to play the game of his life and being all over Travis Kelsey in the zone, in the man, making every tackle he can. Milano a little bit higher than Edmonds. I believe Edmonds still commanding that defense, being the man in the middle. But Edmonds, man, contract year. Contract year. You want to be on this team? You want to make a lot of money? These are the games you play. When you play against the best quarterback in the league and you can read him. I hope Edmonds is watching film literally 24-7 this entire week, figuring out every one of these calls. D-line, Ed Oliver's going to bring it. You need guys like Russo to bring it. You need a guy like Mario Addison, a veteran like Jerry Hughes. You need these guys to create havoc in the pocket. We need to get it from everyone. This is the playoffs. This is a rematch against the team that took us down last year. This is a team that is the favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. Either them or Green Bay. You need your best game from everyone. There are no mistakes. There are no turning back. There are no okay next games. All right. There's no 
learning from this game, there's only losing. This is the playoffs. When you lose in the regular season, it's a learning experience. When it's the playoffs, you lose. You go home. And we don't want that feeling again in the divisional. This is a team that's better than divisional playoffs. This is a team that can win the Super Bowl. And we all know that. We all said it at the beginning of the year. It's an offense that's unguardable, and it's defense that's ranked number one right now. I agree with people that are saying our defense stats are a little bit messed with because we really haven't played a a top-notch QB other than Brady, and we lost to Brady. So I'm not going to make that argument that we have a for sure number one thing, number one defense, because we have played teams that have had limited offenses. We've had limited quarterbacks. But it's a good defense, and it's a defense that could show up in big games, which they did last week. Sunday, 6 o'clock. I'm happy it's the night game. I'm really happy it's the night game because I get to enjoy the other three games without stressing. And we go into Sunday at 6.15. Quick shout-out, just on the wide and shout them out before, but after the game was just pure awesomeness going outside the stadium, celebrating with everyone. And then the next morning, just watching a couple games with my friend, and I had to get out of there before the snowstorm. But I had Barbell Tavern Wings. I know all the all of the publicity and the popularity is around these barbell wings. And let me just say, it completely lived up to it. Those were the best wings I've ever had. Not even close. I ate about 20 of them on Sunday. We had the mild. We had the famous Cajun honey butter barbecue, which were just the best wing I've ever had. And we had some honey barbecue. And now me talking about them makes me want to go drive up six hours to Buffalo to go eat them again because they were that good. So just a shout-out to Barbell Tavern. I'm going to shout them out on uh, the Twitter pod, too. I'll definitely tag them, giving them a shout-out. But I know, I'm sure every Buffalo fan knows how good those guys are. Um, but just, man, ready. What was we got? It's Thursday, January 20th. We are four days away. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three days away. Um... I just want this, man. I want this for 17. I want this for this front office. I want this for McDermott to beat the can for beat beat Reed, the McDermott versus Andy Reed rivalry. Bring talking about the coaches. So we talked about Kansas City. We talked about the wing one. Let's just finish this pod on how we're thinking about our coaches. I know we don't want to talk about the offseason yet. That's fine. But let's just mention real quick that we're not going to have any of our coordinators or front office after this year. Let's get that through the pod because that's what makes this year a huge Super Bowl window as well. Not saying that we're not going to be good when these guys leave, we'll be fine, but that makes this year so special. This is going to be the last year with a guy like Dable. This is going to be the last year with a guy like Frazier. Those two guys could easily get head coaching jobs. Dable completely just got himself a head coaching job from the game he just had against Bill Belichick. I think he's a front runner for the Giants right now. I think the Giants are going to hire the assistant GM for us, Jim Schoen. So wherever he goes, Jim, the assistant GM, he's going to hire Dable or Leslie Frazier. And them two are also going to bring in a bunch of Bills guys. You could see Isaiah McKenzie go. You could see Mitch go. You could see a couple other guys go. A couple, Maybe Tremaine Edmonds go somewhere. Like This team's going to be split up after this year. There's going to be a lot of moving parts after the season. That's what makes this season so special that we have to get it done. We have to hold the Lombardi. And that's how I have to finish this. 
this is the team to do it. I want to look back on this team because we're not going to have these people and these guys and these these gadgets, these huge players, special teams. We're not going to have this team again next year. It's going to be taken down. Not saying we'll be not I'm not saying we'll be bad after this year. We're got fill we have the culture, we have the foundation, we have people just to fill in for those guys, which will be fine. But this team, this team that we love, this team that we went on this roller coaster ride with, it's gonna be split up after this year. So we gotta get it done. Plain and simple. Get it done in Kansas City, Sunday, 615. Prediction 28, 24, Buffalo. And I also think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be the Titans. So I'll see you in Orchard Park, AFC Championship against Cincinnati. Guess what? We're going to win that game. And then we're moving on to the Super Bowl. And I'm not making a prediction for the Super Bowl. So that's how we're going to end it. See you in Kansas City, Sunday, 6-15. Number 17 proves he's the best quarterback in the league. And for the next 10 years, see you later. Bill's up.